Welcome back to the Broken Table Wrestling Podcast. I honestly have lost count on what episode this is. We did take a little bit of a break, uh, kind of getting into what happened on Stand and Deliver and, of course, WrestleMania and then the first week. Uh, but now we are back. We're going to cover pretty much everything that we've missed in the past two weeks. Um, so that will start off with this episode where we'll talk just strictly NXT. We're going to talk about Stand and Deliver and then the April 4th edition of NXT. Uh, to kick off Stand and Deliver, we actually had a kickoff show match, which neither of us knew about. Um, but this was Chase U. Of course, they were accompanied by Tyler Bates. So those four uh, against Schism. Uh, this was a match that Chase U and Tyler Bate did come out victorious in. Uh, one of the main vocal points of this match was Duke Hudson did pretend to join Schism. He put on their shirt and aligned with them. Um, kind of looking like that Duke Hudson heel turn we're all expecting. But it was not to be as he turned his back, I guess, on Schism, uh, taking them out and picking up a win for Chase U. Yeah, I thought this was a – I had to go back and watch it because I totally forgot it happened. But it was a very good match. I love this feud. I, I thought that Duke Hudson um, pseudo heel turn was, was a good touch because everyone thought, you know, oh, Duke Hudson's totally going to turn. But this was a good little unpredictable turn that we got when he pretended to join Schism. And I thought it was a very, very good touch. I love Duke Hudson as a part of Chase U. I love Tyler Bate as a part of Chase U. Tyler Bate's one of my favorite wrestlers in the roster. And Schism, they're just they're great wrestlers. They're great talents. I like their whole thing. And I, I wouldn't be upset if – um. You know, this feud was was brought together again somewhere down the line. I just thought it was a great feud. No issues with this feud at all. Yeah. Um, and again, we're we're gonna talk more about the NXT episode uh in a little while, but it does feel like maybe he could come back again. We're still kind of waiting for that Duke Hudson heel turn. Maybe he goes by himself, maybe he does join Schism. We don't really know. Uh, but yeah, I thought the match was super solid. Uh it was great to see. Again, you know how much I love Thea Hale, so it was great to see. With even some of the male wrestlers. So she looked great out there. I think all eight of them looked really good. And it was a good start to uh, Stand and Deliver. Yes, for sure. Uh, coming in next was our NXT Women's Championship ladder match. Uh, this was a surprising win. Um, me and Alec, we both thought that Roxanne would kind of return and win this match. But it was actually Indy Hartwell who took the title off the, the hanger and won the NXT Women's Championship for the first time in her career. We had two main uh, interferences in this match. First off, it was JC Jade. Uh, Gigi Dolan was all alone on the ladder, looking like she was going to win until we saw JC Jade clip the other side of the ladder, push her down, um, and then leave, pretty much taking out Gigi Dolan for the rest of the match. And then actually Dexter Loomis. So if you guys remember... Uh, from past NXT, we had Index, which was Indy Hartwell and Dexter Loomis. Uh, Dexter Loomis shows up, Indy Hartwell thumbs up and helps her up the ladder um, to pin it down. So real good feel-good moment there uh, for Indy Hartwell. She wins her first ever uh, NXT Women's Championship. Yeah, I, I have somewhat mixed feelings about this match because, or, or the, the decision rather, because I thought the match itself, the wrestling was fantastic. This was great women's wrestling. This is what we need on the main roster, actually. Um, no issues with the match itself. In terms of the winner, I don't mind that Indy won. I was actually pretty happy that she did because she deserved this. You know, she's a very, very heavy crowd favorite. So not upset that she won. However, I feel like bearing the hatchet with Roxanne's reign, I feel like it wasn't a... I don't think it was time because I feel like her reign, she needed to prove herself a little more, you know. Her first match, 
Our title defense at Vengeance Day was very lackluster. Her second defense against Mako was very good, but I feel like she needed a couple more good matches before you take the title off her. But, I mean, if this means that Roxanne's going to go up to the main roster, I, I understand why they did it. But if she's just going to stay down on NXT and, and do more non-title feuds, why would you take the belt off her? Why not have her elevate the title a little more? Yeah, I think I definitely agree with you. Again, we saw Roxanne at the Royal Rumble, and she looked pretty good in there with some you know, pro-level talent, like we've said. Um, but it, it was a little interesting. Again, we both said Roxanne will win. So it was a little interesting to see her lose the title. And again, I guess if she's going to the main roster, then they, I understand it. Absolutely. But again, if you're saying that she's just going to do some like pointless feuds with, you know, some non-title feuds like that, like Roxanne doesn't need to do that. Like there could have been, like you said, more prove it matches for her title rather than pointless feuds. Exactly. And who's to say that she comes up to the main roster, spends a couple years there, and goes back down to NXT like Finn Balor did and wins the title and has a long reign? Because you can make a storyline out of that, that she didn't get a long reign and she wants that that reign that she deserves. And that could totally happen, but I just hope that they're going to take advantage of this opportunity to bring her on the main roster. Absolutely. Uh, in our next match, we had a triple threat tag team championship match. Uh, Gallus retained their titles against Tony D'Angelo and Stax Lorenzo, known as The Family, and the Creed Brothers. Uh, we saw the return of Joe Coffey, uh, Mark's brother. So now Gallus is a full unit once again. All three of them are together, making them even more dangerous. Um, I thought this match was really solid. I think the Creed Brothers really impressed me in this. Um, I think they're good enough to compete for titles whenever they want. They could have big-time matches with big-time talent, and I think that they are – Definitely on the list of teams to go to the main roster. Again, the main roster tag team division is a little big of mess right now um, with all these new teams. But I think the Creed brothers look really, really good together. Um, but yeah, I think the decision was the right decision. I think Gallus should have retained. Um, and then Joe Coffey coming back just makes them even more dangerous. Yeah, this is a very, very fun, entertaining match. I feel like the, even though there were titles on the line, this match showcased every tag team equally. And I, I feel like that that's good as we have, you know, it's it's after WrestleMania season. So we, we can expect to see some main roster debuts, you know, assuming Vince doesn't screw that up if he's running it now. But um, I think it showcased all talents equally. I love the, the family as as their new name is. I love the Creed brothers. The Creed bro brothers are definitely proved themselves to be main talent, a uh, main roster talent. And obviously Gallus are just, you know, they're just a, a unit. And now they have Joe Coffey, who I didn't know before. I met him for the first time during this episode. But um, I think it's going to be a very, very good, strong tag team division for the weeks to come with, with a full, um, solid Gallus unit. Absolutely. But, yeah, very solid match nonetheless. And like you said, it's going to be a very solid Gallus unit to look out for. Um, Heading into probably... Uh, our match of the night, and again, when we talked about this, we said this was probably going to be the match of the night. Uh, the fatal five-way for the NXT North American Championship. Uh, Wesley did retain his title uh, against JD McDonough, Ilya Dragunov, Dragon Lee, and Axiom um, in one of the most stellar matches I think I've ever seen. Uh, just a lot of great spots, a lot of you know high-flying action. Again, these guys really stole the show. Dragunov looked un like like he was a monster, like nothing was ever going to take him down. Dragon Lee looked super, super good in his first main title match. Um, and of course, JD, Wesley, Axiom, they all look super good. So a real fun match to watch. And again, I think the right decision was made here to hold on to the title for Wesley. 
For sure. And I think to those who who doubt this new era of NXT and, and only look back to black and gold, I think you, you got to show them this match. This is the the most NXT match, style match we've gotten in this new era of NXT. It was just so great. Everyone got to showcase their skills. Dragon Lee made a very, very good debut. He's a very, very good wrestler, but we all knew that already. And I feel like these five are the ones that can elevate NXT and, and bring it back to a sort of black and gold-ish era. And I feel like this match was great. I feel like Wesley was the right winner of this match. Um, who's to say when he'll lose it? But I feel like he was the right winner. And I feel like he still has more in the tank in terms of defending this title. And I just feel like this was, you know, maybe a top two, maybe maybe the best match of the night. We'll talk about other matches to come. But I feel like this match was very – this just defined NXT, in my opinion. Absolutely. And, you know, it's tough in these Fatal 5 way matches. Like, again, you said so many people compare it to – black and gold but we're not in the black and gold anymore i know they changed it from like nxt 2.0 to like now we're strictly nxt again and we have the gold in it again which is great but i think these five really showed like what nxt really is now i mean it's high flying it's a lot of action it's constant movement and it's a lot of fun to watch so i think having wesley win was the right decision again i'm not really i think all you can make the argument for the other four on why they could have won like i think everybody could have had a chance to win i think everybody should have a title at some point. Um, but it was a super, super amazing match to watch. For sure. Uh, to end a now, I think, 15-plus-month feud, we had Johnny Gargano defeat Grayson Waller in an unsanctioned match. Um, again, we had Candice LeRae, Johnny's wife, and their daughter Quill, which is one of the weirdest names for a child I've ever heard in my life. Um, Candice LeRae did get involved uh, using kendo sticks to take out Grayson Waller. There were some really tough shots to look at of Grayson Waller's back. Um, but in a really, really fun, exciting match, uh, Johnny Gargano did pick up a victory in what is mostly believed to be his last match in NXT. Yeah, this was the perfect way to end their feud. Speaking of black and gold, this was, this brought me straight back to you know, Tommaso Ciampa versus Johnny Gargano in the unsanctioned match. This was such a good touch to this uh, PLE. I thought it was such a good match. The spots were crazy. The garbage cans, the kendo sticks, tables, chairs, everything. They, they utilize everything. They beat the hell out of each other. The spots they took, the, the beating that they took, is. this is why they do it. They love to entertain us, and it was such a good match. I think this was the right decision. If you're going to bring Johnny down on WrestleMania re- weekend back to NXT, you, you need to have him get a win. He's, he's Johnny Wrestling. He's Johnny Takeover. You know, this was a perfect, perfect touch, and it just brought me back to all those uh, black and gold matches that I used to watch with, with Johnny Wrestling, and I thought it was fantastic. And um, this was just a great match. This, honestly, this could have main-evented the show. It really could have. That's how good it was. And I think it was a perfect touch, and I just love love watching this. I could watch it for 10 hours straight. Beautiful, beautiful touch to the show. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And, again, we talked about the Fatal Five way just recently, but – this show, this match came right after, and it gave it a run for its money. So I think you're looking at one and two, or one A, one B, in terms of the best matches on stand, and, on stand and deliver. Again, we only had seven, but I mean those were top two undoubtedly. Um, so really, really good match. And again, non-title match. It didn't have to be for a title. It was really, really solid. Um, and then we had, I guess, I guess we'll call it our bathroom break. Yeah. Uh, we like to say bathroom break when we see a match that's like not very interesting uh, for the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships. Uh, we did have new tag champions. Uh, Isla Dawn and Alba Fire defeated the dysfunctional Fallon Henley and Kiana James. Again, I guess the biggest point of this match is when Kiana James was calling for her bag. 
Uh, but Brooks, Brooks didn't want to, or Josh, I don't know which one is which, yeah. um, didn't want to give up the bag, like didn't give up the bag, leading to a, a, victor, a victory for Isla Dawn and Alba Fire. Uh, we'd assume that she was going to use the bag to cheat and hold the titles like we've seen Kiana do so many times. Um, and that just continued just a dysfunctional tag team that we're seeing right now. Um, but new tag team champions in Isla Dawn and Alba Fire. Uh, but I think we call this the bathroom break because similar to the main roster, the women's tag team division in NXT just has no real steam, no real heat right now. Yeah, I just think it's another case of these titles being switched every couple months. You know, it's just, they they don't feel the way that the males the male title feels with Gallus. You know what I mean? Like Gallus. Those those titles they look intimidating. Look who's fighting for them and look who has them. You know what I mean. And in this match, you know you have you have Fallon and Kiana, who I think they've they've never defended the titles, right on on television. I don't I don't think they've and if not, it was once. You know what I mean. That the last time I remember them defending it was at Vengeance Day or fighting for it rather. And I feel like, you know, and I already had my opinions on Alba and 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 um, Isla. I don't understand why they're a tag team. You know, I just thought they got brought into that really quickly. But I, I, I kind of understand why they had him lose it because now you could have, you know, turmoil in their in their respective faction. But I feel like if you you have him build their story around the titles, you have them coexist together. You know what I mean? You, you have all the drama and all, all the backstage events culminate around the title because now it just – you do one of two things. They, lo- they lose the title. You know, how are we going to write them on TV now? Because I feel like there's nothing important to their story now that there's no titles. And two, now the titles are switched again to another tag team. And it's just turmoil in the women's tag team division. Rather than you, you keep them, you keep the titles on them, and you, you make those titles look more elevated. And, and you lose them, you know, months down the line rather than lose them to, on this day. You know what I mean? Well, I think something that, you know, again, we'll talk about WrestleMania in tomorrow's episode. But, like... That fatal four-way showcase match, like, yeah, it wasn't great. But it's a way to show other tag teams that weren't in title comp contention. So it's almost like you can have just one team hold on to it. They'll fight once every three months for them. But then other times you just bring in other tag teams and you keep got teams together. So you have Isla Dawn, maybe fight Carter and Chance. And then they fight, again, Niall and Paxley aren't a tag team anymore. But you could have had him fight them. And you just start building up these other tag teams, making everybody else gain steam. And then whoever has the most steam going into these tag team matches, it makes those titles more and more elevated. But I think you said it perfectly. There's a lot of turmoil because there's just no stability in the tag team division right now. Yeah, and I think it's very important to build up a tag team division, whether it be male or female, because that's how you make a solid wrestling show, a solid company, is every division matters. You know what I mean? So, so on NXT, we the North American division matters, the NXT division matters, the NXT Championship division matters, the, the NXT Women's Championship matters, even the NXT Males Tag Team titles matter. It's just these titles are just they're they're bringing the brand down a little bit because you have these wrestlers who could wrestle. You know what I mean? They could put on matches, good matches, but you're just not giving it the important storyline, the important you know wins that they need. And you're just switching the titles every couple of weeks, and it doesn't make them feel important. And and, and all, along with the fact that they're not defended on a regular basis. And again, I understand bringing these tag team titles in, like in both ways, WWE and NXT. I understand. I've always thought there should 
be women's tag team titles. Like the more titles, the better, the more things to fight for, the more entertaining these shows are, but you have to do a good job of one building up titles and two building up teams. You can't just throw teams together like Isla Dawn and Alba fire, like Fallon Henley and Keanu James, and just expect the titles to just be this amazing thing that everybody wants. For sure. A hundred percent. Uh, heading into our main event, again, we've talked about two matches that we think are we're better than this, uh, which is a little unfortunate, but still good nonetheless. Uh, Carmelo Hayes is our new NXT champion. Uh, he did defeat Braun Breaker, something that we both kind of saw coming. Uh, Braun Breaker feels really, really ready uh, to go to the main roster. Again, we're going to talk a little bit later about NXT and what happened there. Maybe that contradicts what I just said. Um, Braun did hand Hayes the title at the conclusion of the match, uh, almost as a shot of respect. Um, and then that was it. They, they kind of walked off in a pretty solid match. Again, nothing too, too crazy. Um, but yeah, Carmelo Hayes, I felt like the right winner here, uh, start a new era of NXT. Yeah, hundred percent. I thought this was a great match, but I just feel like, you know, the, the North American match and the Johnny Gargano match just over-delivered. I think those were, were a little better than this, but you know, not, not to say this match was bad. It was a very, very good match. I was very entertained on the edge of my seat. Um, I, I definitely saw Carmelo Hayes winning this 100% because I, I think Ron Breaker has, he has fulfilled his duty. You know, he has proved to everyone why he's the best at NXT and why he deserves the spot at the main roster. Did he get that spot? No, because he was on NXT, which we'll talk about on April 4th. But I thought this match was very good. I think in LA, Carmelo Hayes was the right winner. And I'm looking forward to this new era of NXT and who Carmelo Hayes can put on five-star matches with. And again, we'll talk about WrestleMania, but I want to get your opinion real quick on if you had to rank, stand and deliver, WrestleMania night one, WrestleMania night two, what goes one, two, and three? Oh, shit. Uh, WrestleMania night one is definitely number one. Um, I would even put WrestleMania night two... Because I think WrestleMania Night Two, the wrestling was really good, and I'm a big, I like the wrestling, right? It's just the wrong winners were cho- were chosen for some of these matches. So I'm gonna go WrestleMania Night Two and then Stand and Deliver Number Three. Not that Stand and Deliver was bad, but it, it was. I just think that WrestleMania, the wrestling was, you know, and the stars were just out. You know what I mean? What about you? I think I think that's the right way to say it. I was just thinking maybe you put NXT over WWE in terms of Stand and Deliver over Night Two. Yeah, but I, I think just, I'm I just. I think I'm just saying that because, again, I was – again, we'll talk about WrestleMania Night 2. I don't want to spoil anything, but I was pissed. Uh, I was so upset with how that turned out to be. Um, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Um, that wrapped up Stand and Deliver. Uh, um, so that was a pretty solid show, in my opinion. Um, we headed right into April 4th, NXT, uh, starting off with a match between Pretty Deadly – and Tony D'Angelo and Stax Lorenzo. This match came to be actually at Stand and Deliver. If you remember, Pretty Deadly were the hosts of Stand and Deliver. Uh, they came in, wanted to get an inside scoop on Tony D'Angelo and Stax after they lost. Um, and they, you know, opened their mouths and they got challenged to a fight. Um, in a pretty solid match. Again, I think Stax looks really good right now. Um, he's gotten a lot better and he's really, really solid. Um, but it did end up leading to a pretty deadly uh win uh in a kind of weird way uh, a little bit of a cheating kind of way uh pretty deadly one but nonetheless a win for pretty deadly and again they feel like they're getting right back into nxt title contention 
Yeah, this was a good match. I like these two tag teams. Pretty deadly. I feel like they're ready for the main roster. You know, I, I think they were supposed to debut on the Raw after WrestleMania. That's what I've heard. But, um, you know, I'm not upset about this. This was a good match. I, I like I like the family. I like that, that new name. I like their their little uh, tag team. And, and hopefully they could, you know, gain more people and, and, and become a faction. I think that'd be pretty cool. But, yeah, it's a good way to start off the show. Good tag team. You know, I, I like some entertaining wrestling, and this was very entertaining. Yep, again, not really much to talk about right now. We're just kind of going to run through NXT April 4th because there's not really too many big things that happened in this episode. Uh, we had then DiJack versus Odyssey Jones. Odyssey Jones is a name I have never heard of, um, but, man, is he a big human being. Oh, my uh, God. So, so a super cool match to see DiJack and Odyssey Jones, and they looked really good. Uh, again, I don't know who Odyssey Jones is, so seeing DiJack win that match, um, was it felt natural to me. I was like, okay, I know this guy. I don't know this guy. So I'm going to go with the guy I know uh, to win. Again, solid match. Kind of just that talent, just show off new talent, see what you got. Yeah, Dijak has really impressed me. I'm, I'm so glad that they decided to bring him back down to NXT after Vince screwed him over with that uh, retribution T-bar gimmick. I thought that was just awful. I'm so glad that he's being rebuilt, and I hope in the future this leads to a main roster debut and he gets what he deserves in the main roster. Odyssey Jones, I've seen him wrestle a couple times. Um, he's very, very good for a big man, but, but well, who does he remind you of? Odyssey Jones? Yeah, a little bit. You're not going to say Mark Henry, are you? No, 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 no. AEW, I'll give you a hint. He's on AEW. Did he used to wrestle in the WWE? I feel like we're the... The straight shoot pot. Did you guys on WWE? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on, the only big guy. This is like guess the wrestler. What? Like big Cass? Keith Lee. Oh, all right. But Keith Lee was screwed by the WWE anyway. Odyssey yeah. Jones. I don't think he's been. I don't know. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> yeah, probably. They all get. All the big guys get screwed. Big Cass is. Is it Big Cass there too? Yeah. Like, where? What? And Enzo got released from his. They, how good were those two? We're off track, but those two were so amazing to watch every every Monday night. Wow, that was unbelievable. But yeah, I, the point Keith is, I, exactly. I, Odyssey Jones, uh, very he's very good for a big man who can move. I, I like that. That reminds me of Keith Lee. You know, he's not one of these big men that just perform stiff moves and, and just destroy the whole match. I, I like when they, they have movement, they wrestle. So no issues with this match at all. Very, very good match. Like yep. It. All right. Again, on to the next one. Uh, we had a really exciting match. Uh, Dragon Lee versus one of your favorites, Nathan Frazier. We were surprised, though, at the beginning of the match. We had Noam Dar, uh, somebody who, when I looked at him, I was like, I think I know who that is. I think he used to do that crap with Alicia Fox. And then he picked up the mic, and I was like, oh, it is him. And he's got some big Scottish trophy thing, uh, and he just kicked back and he watched this match. I think he said that the winner of this match gets to challenge him for that. I don't know how that works. Um, but nonetheless, focusing all on the match, Dragon Lee versus Nathan Frazier, two superb talents in NXT. They have two real stars in those two. Um, and they looked absolutely great. Again, Dragon Lee picks up his first victory, I believe. That's his first one, right? Yes. So uh, picks up his first victory. Again, Nathan Frazier, he looks so good. Nothing to hang, nothing to hang his head down about. Um, but a really, really fun and exciting match on a just a normal Tuesday show. I, I love I love these star matches, these four to five star matches that happen on 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 television, let alone a PLE. Dragon Lee, I'm over on him already. Ever since that stand and deliver match, he's such a great talent, such a great addition 
to this already stacked roster, in my opinion. Nathan Frazier, obviously, he is the the prodigal son of Seth Rollins because that's who his mentor is. And I feel like he is the next Seth Rollins when it comes to, you know, main roster and and, and his continuation on NXT. This is a great match. I could Again, I could see these two wrestle as much as JD and Ilya wrestle. You know, this is just great, great wrestling. And this is why I tune in on Tuesday nights. Yep, absolutely. Again, uh, I keep saying it. We're just going to keep flying through because, uh, again, nothing really big has happened yet um, until we get here. Uh, Zoe Stark versus Indy Hartwell for the NXT Women's Championship. So Indy came out at the beginning of the show to celebrate. Again, the crowd loves her. The owners, how much she deserves it. Uh, amazing story. Uh, but then Zoe Stark came out because Indy Hartwell said that Roxanne Perez would, should be the first one to fight for the title. But Zoe Stark said, I should do it right now. Uh, Indy accepted, and they had a match, and it was a fun match to watch. Again, I don't like Zoe Stark. I think Zoe Stark's too good. I think she's good enough to go to the main roster. I think yeah. the main roster desperately needs some talent that's good enough, and I think Zoe Stark is number one on that list. Um, so Indy Hartwell, thankfully, did win. I was a little worried they were going to switch the titles, and I was probably going to turn it off and not watch for the rest of the day. <laughs> um, but thankfully, Indy Hartwell did win, so we will continue a reign. And then my fate, Thea Hale's number one, but number two is Cora Jade. Cora Jade is awesome. Um, and she comes back. She ambushes Indy Hartwell while Tiffany Stratton comes walking down the aisle, looking like she'd be the next challenger for Indy Hartwell. But then Cora Jade takes her out. Uh, Cora Jade is so awesome. I oh, think yeah. she's the perfect, perfect, perfect person. I want her to win the tag team. Uh, tag team the championship as soon as possible um but as for the indie zoe match it was really solid again the right winner was decided here yeah this whole segment the match and after match was, was very very good good stuff to watch the match was great i love zoe stark i think she's she's more talented than probably half the women's roster on the main roster in my opinion and indy hartwell obviously everyone's big on indy i love indy she's a very very good wrestler and she she does deserve this as, as much as i hated roxanne losing it but um very very good match I like when these champions defend their title, you know, after big pay-per-views, like just a couple days before it keeps them working. It keeps them loose. I I really like that, um, that notion. And after the match, you know, Tiffany Stratton, Cora Jade, all very, very good contenders. I love Tiffany Stratton. And just like you, I, I'm very, very over on Cora Jade. I feel like she needs a title run before she makes the main roster. And I feel like that they could put on fireworks and, and they have that past, you know, animosity as we saw a couple months back. So I feel like you can make a good story out of Cora Jade and Indy Hartwell. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm very excited to see where that goes. Again, we say it pretty much every show. It's kind of our thing. Uh, the bathroom break of this show yeah. was Ivy Nile against Tatum Paxley. Uh, I know you don't really like either of these competitors. Um, I don't really either. I think Ivy Nile is kind of cool. Uh, Tatum Paxley, I don't really know what she does. Um, but Ivy Nile did pick up a victory in a pretty – lackluster, boring match to watch. Um, but, I mean, if you want to give any thoughts on these two, I mean, I don't really have anything to say here. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think – I don't like them because I, I think they're bad at wrestling. Like, I just don't like their gimmicks, you know. And I don't think they have any progression in terms of a storyline. But I really have nothing to say, you know. I, I, I keep getting their reps and keep keep getting, you know, just keep getting practice on television. And I'm sure, I'm sure they'll be they'll be elevated one day. Sure. Yeah, some of those wrestlers, they just need the right gimmick. So again, we talk so many about so much about Baron Corbin. Like that's the first thing you think of when you talk about the right gimmick. Like whatever Baron Corbin's gimmick is right now is garbage. Like mm -hmm. when he was the lone wolf, everybody loved that gimmick. So these wrestlers need good gimmicks um to succeed. 
for sure. Uh, heading into our sort of main event, I'm going to call this the main event. Uh, we had an NXT North American Championship match. Uh, this kind of came together. I think that was an airport. Uh, I think Axiom said Axiom ran into Wesley and was like, I want this tonight. And Wesley said, sure. And of course, Wesley said, sure. And they had an absolutely great match. Uh, super, super fun to watch. Um, and Wesley did retain his title. Uh, again, the right decision. And then they started doing something on the screen with like these mirrors. And he said he knew somebody. And I didn't know who that was at first. And then I saw this black guy with long dreads come running out. And he got beaten the crap out of by Axiom and it was it, I'm going to say Reggie because that's what his name is to me. Yeah. It was Reggie. He's now called Scripps I think uh, so again he's a high flyer. I know how good he is and I know how good Axiom is. That would be a really exciting feud to watch. Oh yeah. I mean this match was phenomenal. Wes, I love Wesley. I love Axiom. A Axiom is, is I can't even say enough good things about him. He is crazy the shit that he does. He's Definitely main roster worthy. I think a lot of them are main roster main roster worthy. And the best part about this North American Championship division is you have guys like Wesley, Axiom, JD, Ilya, Dragon Lee, and you could literally interchange them into how many matches you want, and it'll all be four or five star matches every single week. And that's what I love about this current NXT roster is you can just mix match guys, and and you could rely on them to create these matches that are just so good to watch and such good wrestling and such good storytelling in a way. And I love every week how they just switch it and there's another five-star match, you know? And uh, in terms of after the match, Scripps, Reggie, whatever you want to call him, I think he's a very, very good wrestler. I like watching him wrestle. I just think it's one of those things where it's great wrestler, but weird gimmick, you know what I mean? I, I don't know if this I – I think if you were to bring him back as Reggie and give him a kind of a redemption arc, that would have been a little more significant in terms of storytelling. But yeah, I, I'm not going to be too critical. I think he's a very good wrestler and, and – you know, it's, it is what it is. Yeah, absolutely. It is what it is. Uh, heading into our last kind of thing. So I'm going to say, again, that was the main event match. This was kind of the main event. We heard from our new NXT champion, Carmelo Hayes. Um, He came out. He didn't really say much until he said, there's one person I got to talk to. And he's like, Braun, if you can come out here. And Braun Breaker comes out. And it seems like normal. It seems Seems like it looks like Braun Breaker knows that his time in NXT is over for right now. He's going to go up to the main roster. He shakes hands, and that's it. But then he attacks Carmelo Hayes and Trick. And it made me think, again, we thought he would be there Raw after Mania. Again, we're going to get into that tomorrow. He was not. Spoiler alert, he was not. Um, But it's almost like, why is he he didn't like turn heel but like why is he why why beat i guess my question is why beat up carmelo hayes and trick williams yeah this is a very interesting booking decision i have a weird feeling that this was not the original plan i, I i'm just like i speculate that he was supposed to be on the raw after mania which we'll talk about and then vince just you know being vince just changed everything last minute um i i love Brun breaker and not that i don't want to see him on on, te on NXT television every week. I feel like that his final match, I feel like that should have been his final match to send him deliver on NXT. And he should have been brought up to the main roster and then had feuds and had some wrestling matches there. I feel like it's his time to go up to the main roster because he's such a good talent and he's it's definitely, definitely worth it. But yeah, I'm very, I don't know. I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. 
you know, do I mind that this happened? No, but do I feel like it was the number one decision to make? Absolutely not. I, I feel like he should have been at the Raw after Mania or in the next couple of weeks, you know. But um, why would this happen? It, it could have been Vince. It could have been the original booking decision. Who knows? I just, I, I'm still trying to wrap my head around it and, and, and how they're going to progress the storyline because Melo beat him clean, you know what I mean? So are, are you going to bury Braun Breaker and have Melo beat him clean again? You know, I, I just am very, very questionable about this decision. It's a lot of speculation. Um, I don't, I just, I was watching it. I was just like, I don't understand. I just don't know why. Like, why would, he was good. It was a respect thing. He understood his time was up. And then you attack him. Because because now what? You can't bring him up now because now there's not, there's unspoken things you have to talk about. Yeah. You, you can't just have him, you know, beat the shit out of Carmelo and Trick and then just, say goodbye, I'm going to go to the main roster now and forget about that. So, Absolutely. So that's why I feel like this is, this was not the original booking decision. I feel, I feel like this is Vince taking control and Vince scrapping, like, you know, speculation that they scrapped Pretty Deadly segment. And I now want to speculate that he scrapped the Braun, a Braun Breaker segment or a possible call-up. I mean, I, I don't understand why you would do this. Braun Breaker has proved himself. He does not need to be on NXT any longer. He has proved himself to to come up to the main roster and challenge for, you know, the IC title, challenge for the US title, challenge for a tag title. He's good enough. So why not take advantage of that? He's just one other talent along among with ten others that, that could elevate Raw or SmackDown. Yep. Absolutely. Well, I think that's gonna just about wrap up this episode. Um if you stayed with us until this long, we really appreciate that. Uh again. Our apologies for taking a little bit of a break, uh, but we are back. We're going to release this episode. Uh, this should come out Saturday, April 8th. Uh, our WrestleMania, as well as Raw and SmackDown, so a lot of content coming out tomorrow, Sunday, April 9th, and then we're going to be back on the Twitter April 10th for live Raw updates, and then we're going to be releasing reviews on that as we progressively go. Um, thank you all so much for listening. We hope you all enjoyed Stand and Deliver, and I hope you're super excited for wrestlemania review tomorrow i know i have been waiting a while to be able to talk about wrestlemania so i am very excited to do that tomorrow uh for myself and alec we thank you for listening have a good one everybody Uh